0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care
2: of. Nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere. Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes, too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A L L B I R D S.com.
3: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Actual Bulletin, it's Tuesday afternoon, it's Double Trouble, um, Lawrence might be joining us later on, but if he's not, we'll try and get as many comments in, since it's just the pair of his Patrick, um, been two games since we were last on, two victories, how's your week been?
4: Good, I mean I think the last time we spoke we were saying eight games left, it's, uh, sorry, ten games left, it's eight now and we're hoping for two victories, two good performances and... um I think we probably got that. I mean, the Livingston performance was certainly uh, up to standard. Um, I think the second half against St Mirren were much better as well. Uh, although they, they set up to defend and I'm sure we'll get into that. But yes, good week, two good results for Celtic and uh, onwards and upwards.
3: Onwards and upwards indeed. Um, tagline there obviously is a bit of news, it's broken this morning, regarding our former captain, uh, Scott Brown. We will come to that later on in the show. so Keep your comments. I know a couple of people are coming in to, to talk about that just now, but keep them for the later on in the show. We're going to talk about St first. first. Um, that was nearly a week ago now. Uh, Patrick, we'd obviously dropped points at Easter Road. Um, we'd got off the hook a wee bit, you could say, with our, our latest title challengers dropping points also at home to Motherwell. Um, there was made a lot of chat around that game at Celtic Park about a result being important, of course but also seen some type of performance. It was quite a flat first half, I thought. There wasn't a lot created. But the second half was a lot more fluidity in a play and I thought we were a, a lot better. But what was your thoughts uh, on the, the second half performance, particularly against St last week? It was a 5-4 when they were playing again. You know, a team sat in, but eventually got the breakthrough. Um, and I thought we played very well in that second half.
4: Yeah, we did. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to be... Totally certain of how we played when we get all of the ball anyway, you know. Um they I don't think they had a shot in Target. Uh, I don't even know if they had a shot. Um,
1: nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star, or a tech nomad working from anywhere. All birds want you to be comfortable in your actual shoes too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy, you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A L L B I R D S.com. There's nothing better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes, and that doesn't mean flopping down on the couch with bunny slippers. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star, or a tech nomad working from anywhere and jumping from one thing to the next. Whoever you are, Allbird wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are designed for a level of coziness that makes you feel like you can do anything. You might even forget you're wearing them. And their shoes are so stylish, they go perfectly with a wear-whatever-I-want attitude. Allbirds is all about loving Mother Nature, too, because no one wants to leave a bad footprint. Each shoe is carefully crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. From ZQ-certified Merino wool to a bouncy midsole made from sweet foam, the world's first carbon-negative EVA material made from sugarcane. But, um,
4: you know, it's just us struggling to create, it's just us struggling to get through the, the back 11 that they play, you know. Uh, we've seen it 22nd of December, uh, St. Vernon Park, now Um Extremely flat, very frustrating. They managed to get a point of off as then. Um, they set up exactly the same way, despite having a new manager. And for what was it, 55, 60 minutes, it it sort of worked. And then Carter Vickers pops up with that goal. But as you say, we create a lot more chances um, in the second half. And, you know, I think that's, you know, I'm not entirely sure of the stats, but I think it's probably something to do with the fact, you know, we never stop. You know, the famous clip of Ange saying we never stop. Our fitness is a lot better than what it was last season. It's probably a lot better than a lot of teams uh, in the league, where if they start to tire, we can still go at a tempo where we can take advantage. Um, I think we've done it a few times this season, despite it being a bit of a slog in the first half. Because of our extra quality, we were able to go in that extra yard, that extra step and and get the get the win. Um, so I was delighted, delighted with certainly the second half performance and the uh, the 2-0 victory.
3: Um, you know, we've got that breakthrough through, through Carter Vickers, you know, lately a only like people who say he's got the break of the ball, still seeing at the back of the net. Um, but I thought 10 minutes after that, the subset that Ange brought on um, really changed the game. I, I thought, you know, I thought Beaton came on. and um, we'll, we'll come to him, obviously, because I thought he played very well at Livingston, uh, again, um, as that kind of holding midfielder, which allowed Callum McGregor to go further forward and eventually get a goal. Um, also, James Forrest came on. We'll need to talk about him. I know Dan Yellow definitely want us to talk about him with regards to um, what we've been talking about in previous weeks with James A. Forrest and Tom Logic looked a lot better um, when, it, when it came on. I thought he was one of the, the, the subs that really changed the game. I thought we looked a lot more aggressive uh, in our press when we were going forward. And the, the tempo just really upped when Tom Logic came on into that part. Um, firstly, you know to look at that St. one game, is it just about biding patience? Because I, I was kind of confident even at half-time chatting to people that I thought the breakthrough would come. Um have you get that, I think, Angus, Fulton, Patrick about you know, us having belief that we will get there eventually, but it's just about being patient. Um, what was your thoughts on the subs last Wednesday? Because I thought they had a real impact to the game.
4: Yeah, I mean, just on your first point, you know, it, it was the same at Dundee. You know, I, people might think I'm some sort of uh, nutcase, but I was sort of quite confident after 80 minutes at 2-2 that we'd somehow get the win, and we did end up getting the win get the getting the win with Yakamakis. Um and you know we didn't have to wait that long for St. Mum. You know, once once we scored, I don't think they were ever going to they, they couldn't even fashion a chance, St. Mum. I mean they are um they are poor going forward. Uh, certainly at Celtic Park. Um uh, and then you're talking about the substitutions, yeah I think I think you mentioned Rogic as well. Roderick, I think probably just needed a rest actually because he's seen against Wraith and against Bodo, he was very poor. I thought, and you know, mm-hmm. Europe's a different level. I think I personally don't think Roderick's fast enough eh, to play in Europe, certainly against a team like Bodo. Maybe against a team like Betis, who come from Spain a bit slower. Um, but I certainly don't think against uh, Bodo, he was he was good enough to start. He was out the team for a game or two, and he's come back and he's uh, back to his usual self. Um, so I don't think there's a problem there long-term. And then you're saying about the substitutions. I thought Beaton, um, he had good moments against St Mum, but, you know, cameo appearances, I personally think it's quite hard to judge. Um, but that is that is what he's he's there for, almost. You know, mm-hmm. come on, slow the game down, try and control it. And I was actually working during the Livingston game, but from the highlights and from what I saw at the time, he did seem to have a really good game. I saw a really good pass over the top to three for in the first half, towards the end of the first half which was absolutely exquisite um, mm. so it, he's been playing well as well um, and it was good to see Karamoko come on against uh, St Mern on the Wednesday night as well
3: Yeah, Karamoko and Jusuke Deguchi a player that we were, we were talking, we preempted it last week, we were talking about it um, because I think again he could be an important player in terms of the squad I, on the way home from Livingston in the car on Sunday with Radio Scotland, on, it was Peter Grant and Craig Levine, Mister Anti Football, almost matched perfectly with David Martindale, the game again. I'd just been watching um, Andy, they, but they're chatting about you know what Celtic's best front three eleven, what Celtic's best eleven, and yeah, uh, Peter Grant was emphasising the point. You know, this is about a squad, Ange Postacoglu. It's not about an eleven in the park. It's about trusting people to play in the system. Something. Which you know you could argue was possibly about a downfall uh, in Bodo that second game as well that he thought he could bring people in that didn't happen. Um, but we we do seem in a good place. Just now. I think I saw John talking in sixty seven Hill Hill about this about us being in a better place than some people probably think, and that you know we've got eight games left in the league. Um, we've got this rest of eight days between the game at Livingston and the game up at Tannadice and they're back to one game a week. I think that's going to, you know, keeping players fit, um, avoiding injuries. I think we're in a really good place at this moment in time, Patrick, to go and get this, this league championship back, and that three points at St Murn certainly helped uh, go towards that. We'll move on for St Murm. Um Just quickly, again, uh, during last week, this is becoming a very familiar site on uh, our Twitters, Facebooks, etc., and that Ange, won another manager of the month award, Um it was a really nice touch, Patrick, to see him including the analysis team. I think probably the, the one figure in that analysis team that they all know was Peter Drewston, the former Dundee United, and Falkirk boss. Um, it really is a collective organisation itself. Celtic, just so you can see that, not just in photo ops, but just in everything that's getting done, Patrick. Um, thoroughly deserved award again for Ange. Um, I think that was for the month of February.
4: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, in the first one, he had the uh... I think it was John Kennedy and uh, Stephen McManus and people were saying, you know, where's Gavin Strachan? Because in the press conference he said, you know, as a collective, as a group of coaches, it's not just one man, despite the fact that, you know, only one man has come in and it's all changed from last season. Um, and then obviously when he wins his second one, it's just having Gavin Strachan. And then, you know, as you say, it's an analysis team and Peter Houston and stuff. Um, so it, it is nice that he's, you know, uh, including all these people, he, he recognises that it's a team effort because, of course, football is a team team sport. Um, you know, hopefully, with the amount of awards he's going to win for Manager of the Month, every single Celtic employee is going to be in these photos at some point. Um, yep. I hope but... he maybe
3: even might get in one.
4: <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, it was a good performance on Wednesday, another good performance on, uh, on Sunday. And. Um, you know, hopefully wins manager of the month on, on March and you know, as you say, days off um, I'm not sure there'll be days off I think as we'll uh, come on to it'll be spent at Lennox time most of it and it should be interesting to see how the players react to more training under Ange because obviously it's been a game at a time, you only really get a days and a half training these two games a week um, but you know looking forward to Monday night um, it'll be a tough game no doubt but you know, if if we to bring as many trophies home as possible, we just need to keep playing Ange ball and hope it will work in the uh, ninety minutes.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it seems as if it's far off that because the weren't football that have been playing uh, since the winter break party. it, and before then, you know, the winter of December was absolutely hectic for us. Uh, Fixer schedule wise, so the players will get a deserved break. I think today might be one of those days off. Real Hitachi was an Instagram live earlier. I don't know if they were at the end doing a bit of kind of post-match analysis yesterday and giving the day off today, then it'll probably be eh, all hands on deck towards the United. Um, one of our usual Tuesday contributors is saying that he should have reacts on to the next award pick. Um, he's very welcome to, if we do start running out of Celtic staff, I'm more than happy to begin up telling extent to get my photo with fans eh, if he wins another Manager of the Month award, which I probably assume he will do. We're already into March, we've won our two games, so... Um, hopefully that continues and we have another positive month. Um, just another wee comment to come back on here. Let me find it. There we have it. Yep. Stevie's asking about my Fred Perry supplier. <laughs> That's all myself. Um, yep. I'm a, a Fred Perry man. And by the way, there's some kind of pictures I've came across, Patty, of uh, Billy McNeil also wearing my Fred Perry gear. So I'm in good company with the old Fred Perry stuff. But anyway, uh, Livingston on Sunday, usually a place I go to. Uh, to go shopping, designer outlook there. The afraid Perry shop said a very really good there by the way. Um performance and result. Arguably we got that against St. Murn in the second half. Definitely get the, the result. Definitely get the performance in the second half. First half's questionable. But Livingston, you know, we teared the all two thousand and six the last time we'd won in the league. Two thousand and seven the last time we'd won there. I think it was the Scottish Cup. Um but this really was a very complete dominant performance And eventually we broke the hoodoo. How good a feeling was that to get that off uh, our backs? Excellent.
4: And, you know, you thought after 13 minutes it wasn't going to happen because we miss a penalty. And then we miss a fantastic header. And it's Captain Callum McGregor who, probably more than any other player or member of staff at the football club, wants to prove to the fans that we can win the title this season. You see the desire and the passion in him. Every time we score, every time we win a game. You know, you've seen it um, when he scored against Aberdeen in November. You've seen it when we lifted the League Cup.
3: He's... That big shooting shouting at Borna Barisic.
4: Yeah, we'll not repeat what said, um, but he said. He, but he's obviously got big shoes to fill in Scott Brown. Um, I think he's filled him immensely in the nine or so months he's had the, the captain's armband. But obviously you need to replicate it in trophies and success and performance as well, and he's obviously keen to do that, and he'll be disappointed in himself, even though we won the game. Um, but, you know, these things happen, you miss penalties from time to time. Uh, luckily, we are going to score, go on to score, uh, to score three, uh, and then immediately concede one, in typical Celtic fashion. Uh, but, you know, the, the performance merited uh, a Celtic victory, despite what maybe Davey Martindale's been saying, and what Fans of other teams have been saying, you know, we we dominated the game um, in every metric, I think. Uh, So I'm quite happy with the performance. I'm happy with the result. It gets the hoodoo offer back, you know. I I think at the start of the season, we we could buy a win away from home. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've now went to Pit twice, Tyne Castle, Uh, the Spaghetti had. All bar one, we've won away from home, I believe, this season. Uh, and that one outstanding is coming up in about a month or so. Yep. So, uh, fingers crossed for that one, but all focus on Dundee United for now.
3: No, absolutely. It's one game at a time. Um, the layoff just now, I think, is going to do as a world of good. As I touched on there, we can have a chat about that, but it was a very dominant performance, I thought, in Sunday, Patrick. Um, Paul McKenzie's came in to say, you know, delighted to see the team back to form. It was shown at the start of the season, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, McMillan, this is a great point as well. We beat an informed team yet. Um, I think Livingston had taken something like 17 points uh, since the winter break. So we were playing an informed team on a surface um, which has not been favourable to ourselves in recent years. Um, but we did play some nice stuff on it. Um, so, you know, I think it's one of those fixers, Patrick, um, somebody that goes home and away with Celtic that we should actually be looking forward to. We get three stands there. It's not. Too difficult to get to. Um, If it was a grass park, it'd probably be one of the you know the better places to go to in the league. But just because of that record there, I've all looked at it. I think whenever the fixtures came out in Middle and No, I played Livingston again. Um, You know, Brendan Rodgers struggled there. I think actually they played one game there, though. I say struggled there. They only played one game, Um, and Neil Lennon's record there very poor too. And you know, the 2007 stuff, you can't buy into it too much. It's not a Celtic's fault that Livingston were in the Premiership. That's, that's not our fault, and we're doing it. Um, Patrick, you touched on Callum McGregor. The penalty, the header, um, actually says to the boys beside me, I said, the stadium's cursed, man, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> I thought, I know. But how quick was it to, to get that important quick goal back after that? Because, you know, I think the heads can start to go down. A wee bit, you know, missing the penalty, missing a chance, you start to think there's doubting yourself. Um, I know it upset Andy Walker, but I don't think that Celtic goal might have upset you eh, to get the opener, and it came from a corner, I know it was second phase from a corner, but it's a cracking header from Carl starfield and there's my header doing what he does best in the boxer, around the box to set the ball in the back of the net.
4: Yep, uh, and I don't want to bring up bad memories, but, you know, it's the type of goal that we conceded last season. Um you know, when we effectively lost the league at Ibrox in the 2nd of January last year, I think it's a Rebo that flicks it on at the front post, it comes off McGregor and goes in, but even if it doesn't go in, Marelos is at the back post, and we get got in the back post, and then at the game at Celtic Park, that's what actually happens, Marelos More, scores his first goal against Celtic at the back post from a header, so it's the type of goal that we've conceded before, so we, we, we choose not to defend it, and we're also pretty poor at trying to score it, but you know, we're improving under Vange. We, we've scored flick on from the front post, header in at the back, and I'm not sure we needed to score four minutes after the penalty miss. I mean, it did help. I enjoyed it quite a lot, um, but I think we probably did need to score in the first half because I thought if we went into that second half, nil nil, it could become a bit of a slog. And I know they would tire, but we would tire as well. Um, mm. I know I said five ten minutes ago that we're fitter and we're better, and you know we don't need to worry about not necessarily opening the score but at a place like that when you've not won there in so long I think it's really really important um that you get the early goal and we did that um I think you're saying about Livingston there you know they were fourth on the table I think they got 11 points from 18 they were second in the form table of the last six games um so they were a team on form second best team in the league based on the last six fixtures um I think I'm right in saying that so re- re- really impressive victory
3: and um Hopefully, that's it out the way for another season. Well, we hope so, but there is the possibility that they may keep into that top six, and there is the possibility that they might get sent there again. Um, I saw a comment earlier on in the show we don't have a clue what this split is going to be apart from Rangers and Hearts. Um, it could be could be anything because it's so tight between fourth and below, I think, to about eighth or ninth because Aberdeen's down there and could still be in out of this. So we don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, I could play like that, I've got no complaints about going back to the, the spaghetti ad, but I would rather probably avoid it for another season. Um Kevin Fourteen's come in to say render Villager defence is winning us this league. Let's talk about Carl Starfield and Cameron Carter Vickers Patrick. Vickers obviously the goal against St. Murn, um another outstanding performance. I think arguably he's in me a shout a player of the year for Celtic this year. He's been absolutely solid in that Celtic defence. Um, you know, even going forward on Sunday, it was like a, you know, it was like a lorry going through that Livingston team. I, I wouldn't even fancy charging over the Vickers to try and take the ball off him. Um, and Carol Starfield, you know, we spoke about getting onto that header that, that's, you know, Maeda uh, gets onto after the back from Strike. Two really important players for us this season. I know we've had chats about Chris Julian, about getting where, you know, he fits back into that team. I think this has been really, really important to get solidified because it was something that we just didn't have last season. It was two centre-halves at the very core of that Celtic team with a goalkeeper also who at the weekend pulled off saves when we needed him to pull off saves. I mean, that one in the first half is a terrific top, top save.
4: Yep, 100%. You know, I know know, some people prefer Starfield, but I think, you know, Carter Vickers is probably the superior centre-half, you know. If you're to go through every single game they've played and say, Oh well, who was better? Starfield Carter Vickers, you've probably say Carter Vickers for the vast majority, you know. Um, you know, we've spoken on here, I think just about every Celtic fan's probably seen it on Twitter. The discussion between Carter Vickers and Jota, who would be the priority. Um I've flip flopped between the two. I think it's I think it's it's even. I don't think you can separate them. Both of them have been phenomenal players for Celtic. Uh, I think if Jota doesn't get that injury, we probably speak about him in the same light as we speak about Carter Vickers it's just the fact that Carter Vickers has played almost every game to such a high level that we discuss how important he's been um, you know and the fact that he came into such a woeful defence I mean Julian was injured Beaton was getting himself sent off he was been played at a position you know Stephen Welsh was the experienced one in that uh, defence and he'd only been playing for Celtic for six months by that point you know Thirty appearances or something, so it's absolutely phenomenal the fact that we've now got um, certainly a settled back two. Um, you know, I don't think we got a settled back four or a back five yet. Mm. Um, but the the defence is a hundred percent helped us win this league. Uh, it was what cost us the league last season, because you know I don't think we had a problem scoring goals last season. It was conceding them. Um, and I'm glad that we've got that sorted out, certainly domestically. Um and you know, we can always improve and you know the the defence isn't just about the back four, it's about the midfield, you know, you need to cut out these attacks earlier. You don't want your keeper making loads of saves because why are you giving up so many shots? And you know, you've got to think about all these things. So it's definitely a team effort, but absolutely solid, definitely. And um hopefully we can hold on to Carter Vickers beyond the summer.
3: Yeah, we hope so. Um, Paul's here at this point. He's doubting that we will keep a hold of him. Um, I, I don't know what the, the contract situation is there. I think it, what it was an option to buy. Um, again, I think that'll be up to the player. I don't think would forward, so it would be short coming forward with the transfer fee, Patrick. But again, wages can be the stumbling block with these kind of things. Um, I would love to keep Vickers. I'd love to keep both him and Jota. Um, obviously, Starfield is our own player at this moment in time, but I think the two of them have been pivotal. Two is um again we showed that we could rotate between Ralston and Juranovic in that right hand side and both are you know Ralston played very well again at the weekend. Um to switch from, from Vickers, we'll go back up top. Dyson Maeda's record so far at Celtic is, you know, exemplary, it's absolutely fantastic. Um there was a narrative creeping in, you know, people saying, you know, you know, probably happy that we didn't get him last summer, if it was a choice between him and Kyogo and stuff, but I think you certainly see at this point in time why Ange has brought him to Celtic, why Ange rated him and why he was a G League top goal last season. He ran himself into the ground and will continue to do so. I mean, Kyogre returns to that Celtic side. If has played out in one of the flanks, that press, I don't think teams will be able to deal with it at all.
4: No, not at all. And You're saying there is record's phenomenal. I think it's
3: five goals out of
4: 12 I seen somewhere which is just phenomenal. I mean, it's better than a lot of other wingers in the league, you know. Um, And then obviously the press, what you're saying there. um, I think Alan Morrison has got a a statistic on how many pressures um, he he, he puts the opposition defence under. Uh, I'm not sure exactly of the numbers. I think it's pretty high compared to most average players, even in teams that do press quite high. Um, So I think, you know, whether it's striker or left wing, he's, he's quite keen to press the ball, um, at every opportunity, and totally fits the system. It gives us an advantage. It, it forces teams into mistakes. Um, and he's a, he's a valuable asset, you know. I'm not going to turn around and say I wish we signed him instead of Kyogo back in July. Um, I think Kyogo's still the star player, but head is a very good asset to have. And you know, he's had a few tricky weeks. You know, I think you know, me included, we're all doubting him. Um, because he, he wasn't really getting the service but then when he was getting the ball to feet he wasn't really doing much with it and it's just not his game, you know. So, uh, you know, good luck to him because there is a lot of competition for places. You know, I think when the full team's fit he'll probably struggle to get a game at striker. Um, if we were to sign Jota, I think he would probably struggle to get a game at left wing as well. So despite being such a good option in terms of pressing the ball, you know, We've got so many options now, and it's it's a testament to Ange and the, rec- the recruitment team, the amount of options that we do have, the quality that we have in the squad, that someone like Maeda, who's got five goals and 12, can't get a run the team.
3: Yeah, five goals and 12. Um, Boris McNeil doesn't think he's he thinks he's thinks short, well short of being a Celtic player just now. Um, he's link up playing his positional sense is woeful. Let's hope that's fatigues settling in because it's not good enough yet. I think five goals in twelve games to me is a, an exceptional record. I would disagree with that. I think he's done very well. His positional sense was absolutely fine in Sunday to go and Sunday going grab that first goal. It was fine in his debut against Tibbs, Um you know, I don't think I think it's very hard to, to judge a player early on. I think so far he's did very well and he's scored an important goal for us at the moment that continue, even his head against Bodo Gunt was was excellent for somebody that's not uh, very tall, so I, I'd probably disagree with that point, Patrick. What's your, your thoughts on that there?
4: Uh, no, I don't think he's well short I mean, he's got five goals and 12. That's, you know, that's, you'd have to count that as extremely lucky um, if he's well short of being Celtic quality. Um, I, you know, as BAC is saying here, the position was phenomenal, and it's something you, I think it's very hard to teach, very hard to coach, you know, finding yourself in good positions. You know, Larson was an exceptional at it. Um, I thought, you know, it's probably what helped Griffiths be a better player than what he maybe should have been. You know, I think he squandered a lot of chances. Griffiths, he was quite a short player. Um, you know, he's obviously get a bad attitude off the park. We've seen that now. But his position, his positional play was 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 quite good at times. He got himself into the right areas, and Maeda's got that. Um, he gets himself front post, back post. We've seen, you know, against Bordeaux it was front post, against Livingston back post. Um, and obviously, when he's pressing the ball, he, he's used to getting up to high areas and knowing when to press when not to press. So, I think he's a very good asset, and certainly good enough to be a squad player if not a first team starter.
3: Yeah, I certainly think we should see him in the summer if he keeps up his form that he's doing just now. And you know, I think if you you think back, Patrick, um if we were a line just now, you know, Kyogo being out and Jack Amakis being out for a line, and I'll be in a yeti do um, you mean you've seen break a sprint last week in Buchanan's league for the first time uh, in, in months um,
1: Sprint's
3: I don't taking how, a wee bit too far I don't know how confident it would probably be um, Brown Warrior again a usual Tuesday contributors came in to say and remind us that he's a winger come striker not a striker come winger he scored most of his goals last season come off the left wing yeah I think that's really important to mention and he's been played in a number of positions uh, under the so far and he's made an impact there's no doubt about that he's been an important player since coming in um into my gut- to say Maeda will come good He's just off a full season and still scored goals and what's hard for the team perspective has to be taken into account in fact I definitely agree with that there needs to be perspective in Maeda you know full season at Yokohama he's came over again it can be very hard to acclimatise for some guys we've heard all that stuff and you know he came in on his Celtic debut and scored no bother I certainly think Maeda will be a good player for Celtic Um even his goal at Malibu, I think a few weeks back, just pressing that ball, can be so important to our game plan. So, yeah, certainly thumbs up for me and you and Maeda. I thought it was excellent again at the weekend. It will be interesting to see where he fits in when he gets game time, and we've got a full uh, front three that are all fit. Um, that's easier for me to say than you probably in that hmm. one. Um, but yeah, top top performance. Um, the team selection Patrick, you know, usual Twitter, you look at it when you're going to the game or, or whatever. And there was questions being asked of Ange of his starting lineup. We saw Beaton come in and um, to play that number six role, Ralston going at right back, um and obviously sticking with my up top and James Forrester will we'll come to. Um it was definitely justified that team selection. It was almost as if I even thought at times in the game but we showed a bit of aggression that we've not showed at times this season, which was good to see. We knew what Livingston were going to do and he picked players that he thought could get the job done and he certainly did do that. And I thought, you know, we probably could have scored more goals. I know we didn't really take our chances in the first half, but second half we made plenty of chances.
4: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I was one of them, I'm sure you realise, Uh, that doubted the team selection. I, I certainly didn't think, you know, uh, Beaton and Maeda should have started um, more for me, you know. Two best players in the park. Um, I thought Forrest you know, I thought forrest has been poor. You know, I said on here last week. He's got what ten to thirteen games to save his Celtic career, or eleven to thirteen. He's got nine to eleven now, and uh, you know, he's got a bit of time made... to do that though. Yes, he started well, um, you know. Um, he's not there yet I don't think he deserves a contract for scoring the third goal away to Livingston but if he keeps up the play that he he showed against Livingston on Sunday you know I think he might well get a new contract because he, he played well he got Sky Man in the match he got what ended up being a crucial goal you know a lot of people will say that you know he's that type of player, who will score the third or fourth goal and it doesn't really matter that much but it did end up mattering you know they went up the park and scored immediately. Um, it was a great finish as well, a great run. Um, I thought he was a lot more effective in the game uh, than what he has been previously. You know, I think it was you know he came on against Rangers and he's came on in home games in the past couple of weeks and I've thought he was powder puff a lot of the time.
3: Um, but but it looked, you know, there was flashes in that game against St no, He looked a lot more, um, you know. I don't want to use the word interested, but it just looked as if he was right up for it and, you know, kind of looking to get the ball. And even in Sunday, I thought he was making that option available to Tony and down that right-hand side. And his goal he took absolutely brilliantly. Um, really, really good finish. And I don't know if the lack of celebration is because he knows it He's, he's got a point to prove just to because he's probably been written off. I mean, you can certainly be accused of that. I can be, to an extent, accused of that because... You know, I don't think one game is going to justify a new contract for James Forrest, but we know how important a player he's been he is in previous seasons. He is arguably a Celtic legend. People would scoff at that, but his record speaks for itself in terms of trophies he's won, what he's contributed over the years, um, and you know, players like this at this point in the season can be vital to us.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I'm not calling him a Celtic legend, that's for sure, but he's certainly up there. Um... Yeah, with my Ada, um, I'm sure there are legal ways of getting out of it, but I don't think we will. Um, no, I mean, if uh, Forrest uh, plays like that for the next, you know, ninety, ninety, eleven games or something, uh, scoring important goals every single week, then he probably does deserve a new contract. How long? I don't know. You know, he he, he will be thirty-one. You know, there's no stopping that. Yeah, how well he really plays, he he'll, he'll still be getting older. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised, I hope this doesn't happen, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't give him a new contract and just let him see this one out. Because by the end of this contract, he'll be 32. And, you know, would we get much money from with one year left this summer anyway? Um, so, it'll be an interesting, interesting uh, scenario that will play out. Uh, you know, we've seen Scott Bain, I think, was a one-year extension. Uh, so, it's, it's interesting to see if something like that was were, were to happen. Uh, you don't know. But, I think he probably keeps his place for Dundee United, um, and if he plays like he did at the weekend, then no complaints there really, um, because Abada was phenomenal there for two months, but he's had maybe two or three off games, so quite happy to have James Forrest in there, and we've seen, you know, Caramoko came on, uh, so if he were to come in as well for maybe the last 20 minutes or so, it was important, I agree, it was important because they went up and scored, um, just... Sometimes his goals aren't, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, as I say, we get got Karamoko as well, so competition for places and, you know, Karamoko's another one. Uh, we need to be uh, wary of the contract, you know, because he's out, out of contract this summer.
3: It will be interesting. It's good that we've got those rotating options because I think for a lot of this season we have relied too heavily on bad and I think we all forget he is only 20 years old. Um, he's hit the ground running since coming on again, a player with a exemplary record. at Celtic this season, he's been absolutely crucial to us. He could be well up there as well with, with Cameron Carter-Vickers in there, a shooter player of the year and probably young player of the year at 20 years of age. Um, but again, you know, it's important to have probably that senior pro there too, that they're both going to challenge for that position because I think that will make Abada better. Um, and again, we've seen Abada go through those purple patches, Patrick, and we've seen um, uh, maybe a wee bit off form. Again, players' form isn't going to last forever. So if a player's having that wee bit of drop off form, it's good to be able to take. We've, we've touched on um coming on last week against it. It'll be good to see if he gets more game time. Um, but, yeah, really important goal at the weekend. I would love to see James Forrest kick on for this um, because, you know, did the business. And, again, I don't think... Uh, you, you drop him for the game up at Tanaday I think he could be an important player for the game up there he certainly likes an important goal we seen that in the League Cup semi-final this season so yeah we'll see what happens in that one but hopefully it kicks on um, it was Ange Postacoglu's 50th game Patrick I think round about a year, to go, a year ago today sorry, uh, was when we eventually conceded the league um, we've came a long, long way since then um, Ange's comments after the game was we've got to keep getting stronger and I think we are um, we're in a good place space to keep getting stronger to the end. Um, that comes you know, two three weeks after his comments after the Dave Rovers game saying you know, but we're not where we want to be at this moment in time with the squad, etc. Um, that probably feeds into the, the wider discussion. We're, we're not going to play as much football now, Patrick. So we're going to get more time at Lennox Down to work with the players that we've got. We've already touched on the guys that came in later in the summer. We've obviously had four recruits that's came in in January 3 who have played a lot of football. Um, one who I still see featured regularly in, y- in Yusuke Udaguchi. How important can, you know, one game at a time, literally one game at a time, weekly, be in this running? Um, and even just now, it's eight to go, likely being five at home, we hope. Certainly two of those are guaranteed. Three, four probably guaranteed. And three away, Um this is really now Celtic's title to, to lose, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and uh, you know it will definitely be five at home. It's just a matter of, you know. I think we can get maybe Aberdeen away three times. Rangers. Three that, times. that
3: premiership computer can be a bit dodgy at times, as can other things. Oh, no, no, you, you need, need to be 19
4: home, 19 away, that's for sure. It's just about playing teams away from home three times or something, which would be a bit unfair, but it happens every season, it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's important to take one game at a time, you know, we, we don't need to worry about the league for another, uh, I think it's 12 or 11 days, you know, and we've got Dundee United on the horizon now, um, It's I think it's important, you know, when you're, I think it's something like, what, what is it, 11 games left if we, if we reach the Scottish Cup final, and you know, I think 10 of those would be on a, a weekend, so... It spaces out nicely, because I think one of the post split games is going to be a midweek game. I think the second-last game of the season is usually a Wednesday night. But, um, you know, it, it's important to take it one game at a time. You know, we, we, Ange said after St Mun, I think um, Kenny McIntyre and the BBC upset me a bit, saying that it wasn't a stellar it you performance. upset, I might. he was just put him in his place. Yes, I think so. Um, he says it wasn't a classy performance, and, you know, he, he insinuated it maybe... He wasn't happy with the result. But, you know, we've taken it one game at a time all season. I think it was asked in Press, you know, about a title race and how we are now three points ahead when the driving seat and goes well. You asked me that early in the season. I thought the title was over. We just take it one game at a time. And uh, it's obviously what they've done. It's worked. Um, I think it's very impressive. You know, we play a brand of football where we barely give the opposition any chances. And therefore, it makes it very difficult for us to actually lose games. Obviously, it's still possible. We've seen it with both. There'll limiting runs.
3: chances. You, you highlighted yeah. that.
4: mean? Uh huh. Yeah. We don't. I think it was um, two games in a row. Joe Hart hadn't conceded a shot. You know, I don't. I think Hibs and Saint Myrne didn't have a shot in target. Um, which you know, obviously, very impressive. 180 minutes without conceding. Saint
3: did have a shot in target. Did um, they? In the stats, yes.
4: Right. Okay. One. Yeah.
3: Almost 180
4: minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a very impressive way of playing football. It's almost like the perfect way of playing football. You know, don't concede any chances, barely concede any goals, press high and score loads of goals. It's it's a pretty phenomenal manager we've got here. Um, and, it, you know, therefore, it makes it very hard to lose games. As I say, will, obviously, will happen eventually, but you sort of fancy yourself in every game to... To at least get a couple of points. Um, but, you know, one game at a time, as I say. Uh, and is one game
3: at a time. No, absolutely, there is one game at a time. Um, can a curveball come around here from James Wilson? Thank you for commenting. Um, he thinks that the split is the biggest nonsense in the world football. Patty I've we about really bad this conversation. What is your thoughts on the split? I think it can be a bit daft um, for some of the teams because you end up getting, you know, the team that finishes seventh in the league, has a higher points total than whoever sometimes finishes fifth or sixth. And it is that tight just now that probably could happen because you could end up having a scenario where Aberdeen end up possibly in the split, finishing seventh, but might get more points than the team that finishes fifth <laughs> in the league. But Would you rather have your fixtures completely mapped out in you know, June whenever they come out, instead of this where you don't know as an unknown and the league splits into two? Uh, yeah, I don't like this split
4: at all. Um, I'm not sure we've ever spoken about this, you know, off air, never mind on air. Um, no, I don't like it. Um, I think it's it's ridiculous. You know, there's a reason we're the only team, we're the only uh, league in the world that does it. It's absolutely baffling. Um, I think it's unfair uh, to an extent as well. You know, as you were saying there, the difference between sixth and seventh is something like £120,000. And seventh can end up on more points than sixth. And still finish seventh, you know. Not only that, that prize money is effectively determined after 33 games, not 38. Um I'm looking at the table just now. There's uh, four five points between fourth and tenth. So that, that race for sixth or seventh is the closest out of any battle in that league. You know. Dundee and St Johnson are so cut adrift that One of them is definitely going to be in the relegation playoff, you know. So it's not even really a battle for relegation. They're both almost down. Um, So you've got six or seven teams going for six or seven places, and there's only five points to separate them. And it's basically going to be determined in the next three games when there's eight games left of the season. I mean, I I don't like it at all. Um, I think if it was popular, it's been around for something like nine years now, at least. Um, If it was popular, other Leagues and nations with a cotton on not and daunting, done it themselves, and there's a reason they haven't.
3: One of our comments is saying that it worse because it's a, a 12 team league, but I, I agree with you, Pat. I think, for especially, the, you know, the, the teams that are in that mid table, um, you know, £120,000 could be massive to them in terms of revenue. It can also end up, uh, you know, get your, your home game revenue, you, you might not get that extra home game that you might get if it's mapped out and, and done, you know as a kind of blanket sheet at the start of the season. So, yeah, I think it can be... um, I don't think it's the best idea. I think possibly it might be better to possibly look at that. But, you know, the cinch as it's getting dubbed now does things a lot differently from other leagues. Um, And certainly, pardon the pun, in a league of its own. Um, Our tagline here, um, we've got 20 minutes to go. So, it was announced earlier today, um, the news broke from the Daily Record, that there was potential that Scott Brown was going to tear up his Aberdeen contract. There's a year left on it um, and possibly chuck it at Petodri. I out the question on Twitter, Patrick, whether people would welcome Scott Brown back at Celtic Park in some sort of capacity. I don't think that can be playing whatsoever. I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, I think those days are well behind him in terms of probably what the manager would expect and, you know, 34, 35 now, Scott. Um, I think he's done his bit at Celtic Park, um, but possibility of a coaching role possibly. There's a youth set up there. I think Celtic are actively looking for an under-18s coach at this moment in time. What would your thoughts be on this? My thoughts, um, to outlay is this shouldn't be based on nostalgia. It shouldn't be based on you know days gone by. Purely based on a footballing decision. If Ange Postacoglu wanted to bring Scott Brown back to Celtic Partner the coaching capacity, I am all for it.
4: Um, you know, I think if it's for the first team, Ange will have a say, but I think if it's for the under-18s, you know, he is effectively the manager and the director of football in one go. Um, but I'm not sure how much of a say he'll have in the under-18s. I know at all levels we want to try and play Ange ball, but... Uh, I'm not sure how much of a sale he'll have. If we are looking for a coach, and if Scott Brown is the best possible coach we can get, then I think he should come back. But in any other scenario, I don't think so. Um, I, even if he's the best coach we can get, I'm not even sure he should be a first-team coach, because he only left nine months ago. And Callum McGregor, he knows Callum McGregor, he has known him for 10 years, he's a new captain. I think it would undermine him in a way, even though he is a coach... I think it would undermine him slightly. Um, so to have him about the place, you know, he's a phenomenal leader. Um, you know, the, the mentality that he must have uh, to to win league after league, trophy after trophy. You know, especially under Brendan Rodgers, it was absolutely phenomenal. And um, there's very few players in the world, and there's very few players from Celtic's uh, history that I think could have done that. Uh, but Scott is one of them. Um, definitely as a player his time's up but if he is the best possible man for a vacancy uh, at Celtic Park then yeah I don't see why he shouldn't come back
3: Curtis is agreeing with you on this point I think it's a very good point you've made there Patrick that he believes it's too early to bring back a recent captain who's just played um, still a lot of the current squad um, obviously guys like the affirmation, to, um, Callum McGregor, you've obviously got Neil Beaton still there, David Turnbull, James Forrest, Tony Ralston, Greg Taylor, Scott Bain, etc. etc. Um, so, doesn't think it be fair and Cal Mack might make things awkward. We've also got, uh, where have we got somebody else here? Um, Jordan's come in to say he thinks that's a good point too. He thinks that Cal Mack needs space to lead, um, as does David Bradley. I agree with that point. Jungle Lion comes in to say Brown definitely deserves a proper send-off. Let him come out before the last game at Celtic Park. Yeah, he didn't really get that proper send-off last year just due to the COVID circumstances. He actually got quite a good round of applause when he went off. Um, when Aberdeen came to Celtic Park, that 2-1 game, it um, was applauded off. Jim Hannaways came in to say he thinks that Brown will be a manager in the future. That's the story. Yeah, this is a good point on this. Um, he was linked to that at Murnjobb. Patrick, so we can speculate around you know, whether you know, would he come back to Celtic Park if he did come back to Celtic Park what level of coaching job would he get do you think Scott Brown maybe has higher ambitions than that, that he wants to go out and do it himself first, before even coming anywhere near Celtic Park at this moment in time
4: I don't want him to be a Celtic manager anytime any time soon, you know, we've seen what that can Baganj
3: do can stay for as long as he likes
4: yes, definitely um, I agree with is boy, I think that's the move for him to be honest. Um It's an interesting one, Gary carry
3: cold short Maloney.
4: Yeah, either assistant or maybe a coach or something, because he knows Hibbs, he knows Maloney. Um it, it seems a good fit, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't really want him back at Celtic Park, um, in a in a sort of crucial position because even last season it was a bit sad just seeing, you know. I think the way the team was playing sort of took the shine off him a bit but he it, 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 it was quite clearly past his best um, and it was highlighted it, it was starkly highlighted last season um, I don't think he should be Celtic manager anytime soon unless he turns into the next Guardiola um, I don't want another former Celtic mid, midfielder former Celtic captain ruining in their legacy by having a disastrous managerial spell you know happened once once already. Um but you know if, if he ends up at St Mur, if he ends up at Hibs, if he ends up you know somewhere in England or Spain or Germany, you know, good luck to him. Uh hopefully becomes you know the best manager in the world and replaces Ange in ten years' time.
3: Jungle Line again it's came to say if Ange wants him fine, if not fine, yeah, totally agree with that. Um even on that Patrick I, I don't know how much probably say Ange post had we have had absolutely zero say in the Scotland Department of the Club because we are chatting about that just before we came on air. That decision was made in late March, I think, 2021. Um, I'd imagine at that point in time, roughly cast my mind back, the Howard stuff broke very soon after that. So I really don't know uh, who probably made that decision. You know, I, I don't think it would be healthy though, I, I would definitely say to bring him in at this point in time into that first team coaching staff, um, you know it's settled just now, you don't want to rock the boat, I think, you know, Gavin Stack and Stephen McManus and John Kennedy are all doing a very good job um, so yeah, I would totally agree on that, I don't think anywhere near the first team coaching staff just there if there was probably any deal to that, you need to wait off till the summer, um, but you know, I think the Hub's link is a a good one that you make there, Patek, because you know it could be a possibility. Obviously, he's played with Sean Maloney, played with Big Caldwell, knows them both. It's a club he knows very well. Um, so, we'll, we'll see what happens in that one there. Um, hopefully, the AGM, Ian Bankers said, bring him back as a player. Hopefully, that's not going to happen. I can't see that happening at all. Um, it might be good that Ian Bankers possibly not two hands-on with, with football transfers because <laughs> we'd probably have Connor Hazard in goals and Scott Brown back in the midfield. Um, it's Dundee United in less than a week now, Patrick. Um, uh, we're not going to have as big a, a support up there as we did the last time. Well, actually, we probably will because I'm just thinking back, the Kerr stand was shut um, the last time due to the roof coming in, so we might have something similar to what we had the last time up there. Obviously, the shed area of the stadium is going to be for the home fans um, what's your thoughts going into this game he played very very well up there in December that um, Roger goal and Turnbull goal you know, two terrific and scales all three really good goals um, what's your thoughts going into this one I know I was going to say the Roger goal the pick of the bunch but you know the Turnbull when it takes it loops it over Seagrass scales when it takes very nicely too um, what's your thoughts going into this one I think it'll be a t- tough old uh, tricky cup tie up there
4: at Tammany's and Monday evening. Yeah, I mean, just thinking back to that game. That was, you know, we're, we're riding a wave at the time. I think, you know, the positivity was flown. Eh, the results, the good results, were flown. Um, you know, first of all, disappointing that Celtic eh, demanded that we have really expensive tickets for that game. You know, I know Dundee United cut our allocation, but they wanted to give us cheaper tickets, and Celtic insisted on it being at least twenty seven quid. So very disappointing from that point of view. You know, I think they're probably trying to punish Dundee United for cutting the allocation, but they're not really. They're just punishing football fans, ordinary working-class football fans, so that was disappointing. But on the football, you know, if we have another performance like we did on, I think it was the 3rd of December or something, you know, quite happy with that. Um, I'll take anyone in the Cup. You know, the league is where we need to show uh, our performance. Knockout rounds, I'm quite happy to just grab a 1-0 winning up the road. Um, you know, it's, it's a weird kick-off time, obviously. It's, I think that's due to the European fixtures and the way that uh, the really intelligent guys running the Scottish game have allocated the television deals. Um, so that's quite unfortunate. But as you say, you know, we've got no midweek games anymore, so it's not really an issue. Um, I think it'll be a tough game. It, it, it usually is against Dundee United. In um, saying that, the tough games have been at Celtic Park. The, the 3-0 victory at Tannadice was pretty pretty straightforward. It's you know other teams from Glasgow that have struggled there in the past. Um but you know if, if we play our stuff we should, you know, we should at least get a a, a rematch at Celtic Park and I'm quite confident we'll go through, be honest. Um I like think 99 times out of hundred we'll probably go through in that game. You know, they have a team that have been struggling basically since November I think, uh struggling to pick up points. I think they massively overperformed at the beginning of the season and it's
3: kind of, it. of form just now though. Um do look to be playing some good stuff. I think Tam Courts has certainly done a good job up there. Um, since so coming in again. Really interesting that system of bringing somebody who was kind of technical director, I think, up at Tanadice. They're at the manager though. Um Patel must be keeping up with my Twitter. Um what he didn't know today that was Berzini all along. Yes, of course, from The Godfather. I wonder who the Berzini was at Celtic Park last season. Um I won't do any spoilers for The Godfather, but Berzini certainly has a big part to play in that first movie. Um yeah, so it's a week, less than a week now to go to Tower this, Patrick. We touched on it earlier. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be kinda of strange actually not seeing Celtic play midweek because i became used to it. But I do think this will be to a benefit getting in that training park at Lennox Town and just giving an extra time to the manager to work through things. And I think you could see a, a real mo- mo- machine coming at some teams here, you know, g- going through this these next round of games. Hopefully that starts off on Monday evening at, at Um Would you change much about the team that went to skipped Livingston at the weekend?
4: Uh, it'd be really harsh to drop, beat on. I'm not too sure. I just seen that as well. No replays. Yep, so there's no we'll, replays. We'll just need to do it in ninety or hundred and twenty minutes. Um, you know, I'm, I know we're good. I don't necessarily fancy some penalty shootouts. You know, it's a bit of a lottery that, uh, especially when they get that seat goal. You know, um, yeah. I mean, a hundred and twenty minutes we should be beating Dundee United. You know, so your stuff.
2: Nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere. Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes, too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's
0: A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details.
4: If we we're on form, we'll win the game. If we're not on form, a bit more of an uphill battle, but again, we should win the game. Uh, and as you say, that all those days in the training park, you know, they maybe done analysis yesterday, day off today, and then maybe six sessions or something over the next six days. I, I'm not entirely sure, but we should be, we should be fit and fiving. um, You know, it's good that we've made it to, what is it, the 8th of March now, having played midweek every single week, effectively. And that's us now finally getting a break. It shows that we are firing on all fronts as a football club. You know, Bodo is disappointing, but the league is so important this year, it's worth so much money. You know, I say it every week, but we just have to win the league, you know. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Um, and saying that I think they'll both score their next penalties whether they get to take one for Celtic again or not I don't know hopefully Jura's
3: yeah. in the park if we get a penalty well, because he's a cool customer at taking them um, but again so, again, again you know it's a position where you kind of look at just now Patrick and you know Ralston was excellent at the weekend fought a really good performance and managed to you know be involved in the game and annoy some people in the media too um, you know, we're playing well when the old rule book starts to come out on sports scene hmm. I think that levels itself out in the game um, but yeah it's another position where you can look at it and you think well what do we do here do we just rotate it or um, you know, do we stick with what we've got there but yeah I think both probably if they do get the chance we'll probably score the next penalties but um, yeah keep Jura keep Judo on the penalties um, if anybody's got anything else to come in we've got five minutes left um it's a wee bit harder when it's just the two years on here. So if you do, what you ask is anything. I've come in any comments, please do. Um, 67's came in on the chat. Yet to see any word from Kyogo and Turnbull returns. I think we're all kind of just waiting to see when this happens, Patrick. I think Kyogo, if he's back for the game at the start of April, would be great. Maybe, I think that's probably the date we're all possibly heading towards. Um, And I think, again, you know, it's only going to put us in a better place as a team when, when those two guys re- return. In terms of your own thoughts on this where, where do you really think we are just now? I spoke, touched on that earlier about us being probably in a better place than some people expected. You know, Where do you think we are just now with eight games to go in the league in a quarter-final game in the Scottish Cup?
4: I think we're in a great position. You know, We had a bit of a sticky patch there where certainly domestic results were fine but you know, European results were disappointing, um bit of a surprise as well. But we are turning into a, a team on form again. You know, despite the fact we only dropped two points in the last ten games or something. But we are we are hitting form again. As you say, somewhere between uh, nine and eleven games to go. Excellent position to be in. I think either bitten your hand off for that this season, if you said we'd uh, make it to the last thirty-two or whatever of uh, a European competition, win the first cup, win the quarterfinals of the second cup, and be in front in the league. weight games to go, phenomenal position. All credit to you know the club, um, and yeah, no complaints really. Uh, just need to keep on winning. Um, I, I can't fault them at all. Can't fault them at all. Uh, just need to keep our heads level, as you say, play Jura and you know, Monday. I think, you know, it's a bit of a worry, you know, when they're over analysing the sports scene, I think like none of the Celtic goals should have stood, according to the three former Rangers players in the Sports Scene panel. Um really uh unbiased views there. Um I think, you know, the the own goal shouldn't have stood because Starfield possibly played it out of the park about seventy yards and thirty seconds before the goal was scored. I mean totally ludicrous. Um we should have actually lost 1-0 according to the BBC. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We just need to keep on winning games. Uh,
3: the, the fact that they were unhappy shows
4: that we're doing something right.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to lose any sleep over what Stephen Thompson, Kelly Miller and Ricky Foster's um, <laughs> got to say in, in the telly. Um, Jim, has come in and the, the comments here ties in, you know, with the Scott Browns, I've had his comments in the back of staff this season, how Andrew's the boss, yeah, I was one of those people, I think you're in agreement, Patty, that we we're kind of, a bit perplexed that the guys that had been there last year had, had hung around but I think everything we've heard from Ange on them is these guys wanted to learn and by the looks of it, um, whenever you get games or give a wee look over there, it's very clear that is running the show but the other guys are certainly taking the direction for him and executing his plan um, when needed to be. I don't think there's any questions now. I think that's a complete line drawn under for me on John Kennedy, Gavin Stacking and Stephen McManus at the club of would you agree with that, Patrick?
4: Yeah, I mean, it was a weird one at the time because obviously they've been there through, you know, John Kennedy in particular. Bad times under Ronnie, good times under Rogers, good times under Lennon, bad times under Lennon, good times under Ange. So it's hard as an outsider to judge these people, but... Aye, Amy MacDonald. It's obviously... Ange does an easier job of it, being on the inside, being able to see how they how they help in the sessions. John Kennedy's obviously got something about him. If all four of those managers were quite happy to keep him on. Um, but yeah, no complaints. I mean, if he wants to bring in another one of his coaches, um quite happy with that as well. You know, that may be something he does later down the line. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure we'll see. But I think he said in December that we've still got another 12 months until we hit where he wants to be, which is obviously quite exciting. <laughs> So, you know, whether he brings in other guys to do that, we've obviously bring in, bring in two guys in the background, um, you know, the fitness guy, um, their names escape me now. But, you know, he's he bringing guys sort of in the, the sort of lower rankings, if you will, in other departments in analytics and stuff. So quite happy with what we've got, mainly because I'm just quite happy with it as well. So onwards and us.
3: No, absolutely. Um, Just before we finish here, Patrick Dolan's came in just to say that tickets for the game against the Johnson Celtic Park are now on general sale. Yep, the game against Ross County sold out, which again, um, just now, obviously you and I, Patrick, both season ticket holders, but there's a real good fuel factor about Celtic just now. Um, Even last week's dampening uh, news that came out about the game in Sydney was just, you know, speculation at the time they were on them was eventually confirmed um, the next morning. Um, the, the Celtic support have been absolutely fantastic, you know, since the pandemic and putting their money into the club. Another sellout against Ross County, you know, three o'clock on a Saturday. It'll be good for that. And now this game against St Johnson, hopefully get that sold out. And hopefully that game is another big step and is going towards reclaiming our our league title back. Um, we'll be on next week after my trip to Tannidice, um in the Scottish Cup. Um, it feels very weird not previewing a game in the Wednesday night here, but here we are. Um, we're in this part of the season. It's early March. The Celts are three points clear, um, and we'll be back next week. Your actual bulletin will be here all week, and we'll be covering the game, obviously, next Monday. But until then, thank you for all your comments, and thank you for watching A Celtic State of Mind.